Welcome back to the Midlife Crisis Task Force. My name is Poncho. I'm Lefty. And I am the amazing Rando. And tonight, is, this is a special episode of um, our podcast. We have guests. Uh, please Ooh. welcome the Binary System Podcast. Hey! Hey! Elizabeth. Hello. And Catherine. Hi there. Catherine is also known as Mrs. Poncho. Actually in the next room right now. Um, I feel like we're giving away too much information about everyone's secret identities now. Well, on that note, we'll segue into our topic. Um, a few days, as we're recording this, this is uh, beginning of February, February 4th, 2023. And a few days ago... DC Comics announced a whole new creative team and a slate of properties that they're coming out with for s movies and television. And uh, we're going to go through and see what we think about it. Um, not sure where to start here. but Well, I tell you what, we can maybe just do a brief history before we go into the new stuff. Okay. Um, just to go over, I mean, I'm sure everybody's familiar with what DC has brought out there, um, you know, depending if you're a DC fan or not, as far as the movies go, we got what Justice League, a couple of Wonder Woman movies, Batman, Superman, Superman, a plethora of Batman movies. Oh, yeah. those, um, um, what's it with the Joker and Harley Quinn? Oh, oh yeah, Suicide, oh, Suicide Squad. Squad. Suicide yeah. Squad. Is that going to be movies. part of the canon of all of this now? Or I are they starting something so. new? That's a I, good question. I kind <laughs> well, of think not, but I'm not sure. There was something about a, um, a like a separate show about a Valentine's Day special, but I'm assuming that's for TV, so I don't know. I mean, they I know they've gotten rid of their, I would say, key people and starting over. I mean, Henry Cavill's not going to be with them anymore. Let's see. Ben Affleck, he's not going to be there anymore. Doesn't sound um, like it. They're going to have a third Batman in like the last five years. I mean, they've already had the Batman. What's his name? Robert Pattinson is yeah, now this is the Batman. Be, yeah, right, yeah. This so, is going to be the Batman 2 coming out. Yeah, there's a sequel to that one coming out, but it's not going to be part of this DC universe that James Gunn and Peter Safran are running. It's an Elseworld thing. Oh, and they're apparently going to do a Brave and the Bold property. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be animated or live action, but I, they're going to cast another actor as Batman for that. Man alive. See, this is confusing. Yeah. Confusing to me. I, um, they also, uh, I don't know if any of you watch Shazam, Shazam. They got rid of that guy that plays him. They terminated his contract. He's not. No, I heard he back. was, he's in the, he's coming up in the second one. Yeah. He's in the second one, but after that, his, his uh, oh. contract's been terminated. See, everything with DC has been so reactionary. Like, mm -hmm. they want to have the success that Marvel has with the MCU, but they won't stick with anything. I mean, this constantly rotating cast of new actors and timelines, and it's really hard to, to build up a fan base for one story if you're always changing it. It's also, I noticed, that it seems to be reactionary to what Marvel's doing. I mean, of course... Marvel's got the multiverse going on right now, and now we're hearing that, I know, at least for The Flash, it's going to be taking a lot of the storylines from Flashpoint, so there's going to be some time travel stuff going on, which allows them to kind of reboot everything, and I'm like, that feels like it's straying into the Marvel territory a little bit. Possibly. Well, Possibly. That's, a comic, that's a comic thing, though. They 
rip off each other all the time. Yeah, I mean, true. I yeah. my my issue is is just that I just think people would have to be done. This first phase that I if I never if I read correctly, they're going to take ten years just to do the first phase. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of properties that are slated as either coming out in the next two to three years or are in development, and it's a list of over 20 properties. They've only got release dates for the Arrowverse TV series, which um, The Flash Season 9, the new Shazam film, a Flash movie, which that's a whole other topic we'll have to get to, Blue Beetle, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and the sequel to the Joker film. And several of these, I think, were ones that were already in production or planned before they announced this new creative team. It's kind of hard for me to get my brain around to all of these characters. Um, it seems like 99% of what I know about DC is either Teen Titans, which they're not doing, they're not including in all this, or the Vertigo titles, which I don't, other than maybe they're doing a Swamp Thing movie at some point, which sounds kind of cool. Yeah, that's but, another thing they've got. Into, oh, and I, also, I, I didn't see, they've also got a date for the next Superman movie and the sequel to the Robert Pattinson Batman but Henry Cavill will not be Henry, Superman no. anymore. Henry Cavill no. will not be back as Superman. It'll be a new actor. Does everyone think that, I mean, because I haven't ever actually seen the Superman movies. I felt like I kind of got tired before it even came out. But um, yeah, what does everyone think about Henry Cavill not being Superman anymore? It sounded like he was doing a good job. Yeah, I thought he was too. I mean, I watched all of the first movie and I watched part of the second one on a plane, which is not really the best place to watch any movie at all. Um, I mean, I thought... I thought he did a good job. It's just I didn't always think the writing was there for the character. Exactly. I don't think that Superman, you know, and nobody, I, you know, we're not going to go back to the days of, you know, Christopher Reeve Superman. We all know no. that. No. But Henry, the way they wrote him, he has the look. Yeah. yeah. He definitely has the look. They, it's like, you know, like Catherine's saying, they just don't write him correctly and they make him this. And a lot of this has got to do with Zack Snyder's style of writing. They make him into a god. And that, I don't know, he's almost like, in the movies, he's almost like he's just, he's a quasi-bad guy slash asshole. If you've seen the movies, I mean, I don't know. I, it, they're okay, but I just, I'm, I just wasn't a fan of them. Sounds like they're taking a different take on this new one. It's called Superman Legacy. And it's slated to come out on the 11th of July, 2025. How they can have an exact date that far in the future is beyond me. <laughs> God. But it's, it's, I, I'm reading for him an article on IGN. He says, it's, uh, James Gunn is currently writing a Superman movie featuring a younger Clark Kent early in his reporting career, although it won't be an origin story. The film will explore Clark's struggles to balance his Kryptonian heritage with his Kansas upbringing and deal with the challenge of being a kind hero in an unkind world. It's a pretty yeah. classic storyline. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hopefully it won't feel too much like Peter Parker. Hey, yeah. You know, classic mm -hmm. Peter Parker where he's got to balance the hero life, the non-hero life and figure out how to pay the rent. Great power, great responsibility, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. It always right. feels like it's harder to write for Superman. And this is something Poncho pointed out to me ages ago that if you have someone who's that powerful, a good chunk of the story has to be devoted to why doesn't he just use this power to do this or to do right. that or to basically right. fix everything. Right. 
Yeah. Did anybody ever see the film Angus? No. Nope. Nope. I don't think so. It uh, it's a it's a teenage coming of age story that stars uh, James Vanderbeek as a complete teenage asshole, which is fun. But it also stars <laughs> George C. Scott as our protagonist's like very old uncle or grandfather or something. And he made an interesting thing about Superman, and it's probably one of the one of my underlying reasons why I really just don't like that character in general. He. Uh, is the the boy Angus is having trouble fitting in at school. He's overweight. He's a science nerd. He, he doesn't make friends easily. Yada yada yada. But uh, George C. Scott's character says to the boy, "says uh, Superman is basically a pussy. You know, he's not he's not tough. He's not strong because he can walk into any situation knowing he won't get hurt." It's the real heroes who step up anyway knowing that they can get hurt and overcome the issues that are in front of them instead of just being so aloof they don't have to care. And that's why Batman is a much more compelling character overall. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess you can uh, also tie in um, Quentin Tarantino's uh, speech from Kill Bill, where Bill points out that every other superhero puts on a costume to be the hero, but Superman puts on a costume just to be a human being. And that he actually, the way he portrays Clark Kent is kind of nerdy and awkward around women and sort of a coward. And that is kind of how he sees humanity. And I thought, I don't think that's what the writers were going for, but I think that is an interesting way to look at it. It's true. Yeah. Mm. I can see that. While we're talking about these movies, I just want a little side topic of sustainability. Do you think anyone in the general, do you think in general people are getting superhero movie fatigue or any of you? Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. I've, I've had it for years. years. I've, I've made a list. There's at least like eight or nine movies or TV shows of the MCU that I haven't seen yet. And I like the MCU. Yeah. So it's just, it's so much. And I think we've got half a dozen TV shows coming out for that this year. So the idea of trying to catch up on all that and see what DC's got going on is just too exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. It is, but out of everything they've pumped out, it's been the character driven storylines that have been the superior films. Uh, look back at, everything else that's happened and take out of the equation, the infinity war and end game thing, but even a through line through both of those is character development. So when you compare everything else that's happened and side, you line that up side by side with the Russo brother films where they've had some level of control over the writing as well. And those films, even with their bombastic spectacle, outshine a lot of the others just because they have some better character development some personal thing that's easier to connect to versus a blue light in the sky do you have a, a specific character in mind with that as an example oh 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 a as if you couldn't make a wild guess but captain america for one <laughs> ah, yes. uh, also um they did a i think they did a darn good job with tony yeah. yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, at the end, oh, for sure. Where he finally, the, you know, they had to overcome uh, Tony's ego in such a way that he wouldn't run away from the thing or try to figure out another way. He had to make the sacrifice play, which was a foreshadowing event from the original Avengers film. 
yep, it's like, you know, you're you're just a playboy. You're not the one to make the sacrifice play. You're not the one to make the hero. He did a small version of that in the first Avengers film, but he had to really bring it home in the second, uh, in the uh, end game. But even Strange knew that it, they were going to have to to play it in such a way that he could overcome his ego. Yeah. Okay, back to DC, because we're going to do another podcast about the Marvel thing is going to be on mm-hmm. binary system. So there'll be, this is, this is a two part discussion. So nice. uh, how many of these titles that DC's put out, do you think will actually see the light of day? Oh, uh, because well, with the whole Batgirl debacle and everything, I think yeah. at least out of that whole list, I wouldn't be surprised if at least three of them ended up, you know, something happened, somebody canceled some scandal, some money thing, whatever. And we just never actually see them. And of course, we were talking before we started recording about the whole Flash thing. And what Mm. is that going to do to their plans? Yeah. I've got, there was an interesting quote here from this IGN article about the Blue Beetle movie. And this is verbatim. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the cast and crew have been assured that Blue Beetle won't meet the same fate as Batgirl. (laughs) Yeah, Uh but they tell everybody that. That's not reassuring. No, no. The biggest, I think, two of the biggest issues with DC that you can tell, just to quickly contrast them with Marvel, there's two things. There's planning and a vision. Yeah. DC does not have that. I don't, I at this point don't care anymore because I'm like burnt out with this stuff. But I just don't see it. I mean, I guess these, all these movies will probably end up making a, a blue million dollars, I guess. But I just don't see that there's going to be any artistry because they don't have a track record. And I know they're, they, they're trying to reboot and restart over, but you know, you can't help but see the way some of the stuff that's still hanging on there is they don't really know what they're doing. Which is so amazing because if you were to talk to like a non, I mean, obviously we're all in nerd worlds, uh, but if you talk to a non-nerd and ask them to name a comic book character off the top of their heads, I mean, they're going to say Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. I mean, those are the, they're the most well-known comic book characters in the world. And how they just haven't been able to get the creative force behind their stuff the way they did over on Marvel and I have to wonder how much of that is from the top down. I mean, is it the leadership that keeps getting their hands involved and screwing things up? Or do they just not have people on the back end to really tell these stories? Well, we should share a link to a, a comic, a little comic strip someone posted online. It was contrasting how Marvel does things versus how DC does things. And in Marvel, you've got a whole bunch of writers in front of a clipboard that has all of like names and like, you know, the the crazy person wallpaper sort of thing with strings connecting everything. And it's phase one, phase two, phase three. And then how DC does things. And it's somebody saying, all the characters, put all the characters in the blender now. And they throw it in and (laughs) turn it on and everything flies in the air. It says, now turn off the lights. So yeah, it just, it's really dark. It's very gritty. Uh, very violent, and there doesn't seem to be any plan. No, there's no plan. I think that's what they're trying to do here with James Gunn and Peter Safran taking on and coming up with this slate of films and properties, as films and TV shows. I just wonder if it's too little too late. I don't know. You had said that, uh, who was it who said that 
this was like a 10 year plan. It does seem yeah. to be where they're just like, all right, we've got to do like Marvel. They started from, that's why the Avengers, the first movie was so good because they took all of this time to do a separate movie for each character. And then by the time they came in, we didn't have to have an origin story for every character in the movie. It was great. Maybe yeah. DC is finally going in that direction. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm wondering if they even think they need to do that, considering some of these characters are so well known. Everybody knows the origin story of Superman. How many times can you retell it? Right. Everybody knows the origin story of Batman after there's been 15 goddamn movies. I was about no. to say, it doesn't ever seem to stop them from wanting to shoehorn the origin story in anyway. I mean, That's everybody true. knows Batman's parents were killed and it started him on to life as a vigilante and Superman was born on another planet and has to disguise himself as a human. And Wonder Woman is um, from an island. So yeah, sorry. yeah. <laughs> don't know about as much about the origin story of Wonder Woman as I should. I think it's lazy writing. I mean, that right there, if you just rehash the origin story, that's what, 20, 30 minutes of your movie right there. That's yeah. true. Well, I mean, lazy writing and the, uh, the management behind the DCEU, whose greatest superpower is uh, the knee-jerk reaction to a Marvel film. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's been the other thing. They, they seem like they've been playing catch-up. Mm-hmm. It's because they have. They yeah. have, yeah. And this seems like an attempt to finally get out in front of things, but I think I think it's too late. Well, they're they're doing it poorly. I think they they glommed on to Snyder because he had some some success with three hundred. But the problem is with with Snyder, if you if you, in my opinion, if you take a step back and look at what he's produced, he's basically a one trick pony. Everything's got to be fucking dark and moody, and then you. When you start an action scene, you start it in slow mo, and <laughs> then you speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> so and and that's just it. Everything's fucking moody. Didn't he also actually come out and say that he just didn't really like Superman that much, and that was who, who they put in charge of Superman was Snyder? I would not I, doubt. I, it I remember hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just made it an interesting choice that they were going for his name value name recognition as a director rather than someone who respected the source material yeah yeah well see that's the thing and i think that's got a lot to do with when we talk about bad writing it's people who don't respect the source material they are not fans they're given you're going to write this superman batman movie whatever we're going to throw our, our ideas in here might not have anything to do with the comic and i think you're you're alienating a big chunk of your fan base when you do that you know i mean we'll probably have this discussion maybe more with marvel especially talking about the newer phases but as far as dc goes they just i don't know the the other side of that coin though is the business side of the thing you know Oh my God, the Avengers made a gazillion dollars. We need to make our own film. You've got six months and 20 bucks. Go. (laughs) And and how much, you know, how much? And it's got to have Batman. It's got to have Superman. It's got to have Wonder Woman. It's got to have the Flash. And and for fuck's sake, say Martha. Yeah, right. (laughs) Jeez. That has to be a key um, plot point. <laughs> well, you know, they throw... They What's Flash's they... mother's name? It's Martha now. <laughs> exactly. God. Well, I just don't get, like, to be two... There have been two of the biggest surprises going back to the old movies that I just, just blew my mind. It blew my mind that the Aquaman movie made as much fucking money as it did. 
It was right? the star. I think yeah. it was the star. There was yeah. an awful lot. Of, there was yeah, an awful lot of women that were hoping to be able to stuff dollar bills into his um, jockstrap <laughs> or something. <laughs> I guess and so. The sequel to that's coming out on Christmas Day, according to this list. Wow. Which I'm really. I heard that um, Amber Heard's going to be in there, and I'm not going to make this a discussion about Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. That's oh, a completely different conversation. But she has had so much hate directed at her. I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't go ahead and recast her. So hate watch. Scuttlebutt that <laughs> Momoa wanted her out, and uh, frankly, my mind was made up when I heard she purposefully shit the bed. So uh, <laughs> not a good look. Not something you want no. tied to your name. No, no. Yeah. Am- well, Amber Turd. All right. <laughs> did the jokes just write themselves? Yes, they, really yes, do. they do. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. So speaking of uh, problematic actors, we'll segue back into The Flash. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. I've been avoiding uh, learning about this because I've never seen the TV show. So I didn't know what exactly he'd been accused of other than possibly what we see with a lot of problematic actors is hitting on younger women like like really young right yeah this movie is scheduled to come out this summer stars ezra miller who as well has been making headlines not for good things no indeed um yeah i don't know that's gonna be interesting to see how they handle that uh, will you, do you think they'll do a Batgirl on that on this i honestly don't think so i think that film cost way more than Batgirl, and it was closer to actually being in the can than than Batgirl. And I think they're just trying to do damage control, send the film out. Hopefully they make a profit. If not, they'll send it out to die. Or at least make back what they put into it anyway. That or, or maybe they're, they're, somebody might be hoping that a little bit of negative publicity will be good. Like people, oh, we've got to protest this. And, and then that becomes free advertising for the movie. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. I could see that. I could see that for sure. I mean, with The Flash, with Ezra Miller being there, with all the stuff he's done, and, I mean, the Warner Brothers standing behind him, whatever, like I said, they're using the, you know, mental illness shield, the fact, you know, maybe he's just an asshole, I don't know, maybe he could be. (laughs) A a little of column A, a little of column B. What's the point, I wonder, though, they get where they decide that it's worth it to either not just ditch the movie, but either reshoot his scenes, or haven't we seen a movie in the recent past? I think it was one of, um, what's his face? Um, oh, God. Kevin Spacey. Was, Thank you, Spacey. Kevin Spacey, yeah. Where they actually, like, I don't know, digitally reimpose somebody's face on top of his face? How bad would it have to get before they just decide to do that? They, they reshot that stuff with, like, Christopher Plummer or something, yeah. and then sent the film yeah. out to die. Yeah. Uh, it honestly wouldn't surprise me if Warner Brothers keeps publicly clapping Ezra Miller on the back and going, he's our boy, and then the Flash film comes out, they wait six months, and then you're like, Ezra who? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And again, because they're going to drop him like a hot potato, because he just, I, without a major public, you know, apology. Uh, 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 thank you. Or or some kind of goodwill tour. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, goodwill okay. tour. Sure to prop up Ezra, you know, he's, he's reformed, or excuse me, they're reformed, Uh, you know, without something like that and definite proof that he can still do the job. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if, you know, a few months after the Flash movie comes out that you start to see the celebrity rags start saying, you know, Ezra Miller dumped by Warner Brothers. 
Yeah. Well, now this leads to another good point. And you're talking about reshooting. Well, I think they learned their lesson with the Justice League. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. The Cavill's mustache. The the mustache. Yeah, the Cavill mustache. I mean, going through two directors, they've had this issue with a few of their movies. And it goes back, like I said, not having a vision, panicking when they see dailies, maybe, or seeing the finished product. Hey, there's not enough jokes here. We need to put, we need to punch it up more or whatever. Too many cooks uh, in the kitchen. Right, right, exactly. Let whoever's going to do it, whether we like them or not, just let them have their vision. You hired these people because of what they bring to the table. You know, you don't have to, everybody doesn't have to like it, but you got I think at least you should have to be able to stand by the product that's created. Unless you look at it, and it is absolutely shit when you look at it. Because that, the, I saw the Snyder Cut, and it is a lot better than the, you know, the release version, the regular movie that was released, the first version. It was, I think, it was a lot better. Well, I sometimes wonder if that whole release the Snyder Cut thing was just somebody, some genius marketing stroke. Because you had the first movie, and then you had, like, the fandom baying at the moon demanding release the Snyder Cut and so they just re-release the movies so they're basically getting you know the income from twice from pretty much the same movie just slightly extended I mean somebody was laughing all the way to the bank I gotta call altruism on that one because if you believe that story then you have to believe that the that the suits in the in the c-suites are that smart and I don't think Uh they are it's true. Well, that's However, you true, also had the actually. additional wrinkle of Joss Whedon being involved with the Justice uh, League, and then his entire and showing his tanking. ass. Exactly, his entire career tanking, and it may have been the executives are like, oh, I don't know if we could put Snyder's name on this instead of Joss Whedon. That may help us. I mean, is Joss Whedon officially canceled now? Because I feel like it keeps I happening. I haven't seen. Well, talk amongst yourself. I'll take a look and see what his IMDb says. But I don't <laughs> think I saw any upcoming projects for him. I think uh, I think between the two Avengers films, his TV success, and his overall pop culture success up until Justice League, that he's got enough money that he doesn't really have to care. That's my probably assumption. Probably not. Yeah. I would hope so. Probably not. I, I I would imagine as a creator, that's probably got to be pretty galling to be told that you're not allowed to create at the level you were before. But then again, he could have just maybe not been a gigantic well, that's, that's, yeah. That, yeah. that would have been nice to begin with. But think back to the writer's strike uh, for television. And he just went off and produced his own little short called uh, Dr. Horrible. Uh, oh, yeah. Sing-along Dr. Dr. Horrible Single Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, as a creator, he's probably got enough money and enough friends left over that if he wanted to do something, he could do it independently. So far, the only thing that's showing up, they're doing a kind of, I can't remember at this point, I can't keep track. It's either a reboot or a continuation of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but he's listed as creator. And I think he's also producing it, but not, um, I don't know how much of an active hand he's got in it. Hopefully not much. This is something that we'll have to bring you Back, you guys back in here for that because we are we did the discussion once about rehashing ideas and ips and stuff i would mm. love to get into that again sometime mm. yeah, that's a fertile topic there because it, it just keeps coming up oh it's yeah ha- it's happening 
Well, I mean, I, I love your guys' episode about the reboots and the new movies coming out. And you do have to wonder, who is this for? Because the all people who are fans of the original aren't going to like to see it changed. And there's probably not too many people now who even remember the character, much less want to see a whole entire movie. And you movie can say about that them. about a lot of these films that they've listed for, for coming out for DC. Mm. You know. Oh, exactly. Blue Beetle. I mean... Okay, so like I said before, most of what I know about DC has been from Teen Titans and Vertigo. But then you've got characters like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle that I know either from the limited series they did, formerly known as the Justice League, which is really, really jokey and satire and everything, or Identity Crisis, which was <laughs> not, which yeah. was really dark. So, I mean, how how popular is the character? I don't know. Does Blue anybody Beetle? remember the Electric Company? Movie. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, the yes. Blue Beetle yeah. used to be on yeah. the Electric Company with Spider Man. What? Yeah, what? I don't remember that. I remember yeah, Spider Man. I remember Spider Man. I remember Spider Man. I, remember Spider -Man. I do yeah. not remember was Blue a, Beetle. Was, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and he say he's the guy, same though. Blue Beetle. No, he's not. He's a fat guy who taught kids about reading. Okay, was this Blue Beetle on Electric Company? Was this prior to DC acquiring that character? I don't know no, enough about the timeline of the history, but. He uh, he really was just kind of like a, a silly little uh, comedic foil to the Spider-Man character, usually, at least from my memory. Not like a villain foil, but just like a kind of a screw-up superhero. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know if it has any, I doubt if it has anything to do with the Blue Beetle or the comics. Now. Well, wasn't the Blue Beetle in the comics, it he was supposed to have some kind of exoskeleton or whatever, and this was just a guy in like a gray t-shirt with a B on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I have no memory of that. That was so long ago. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. It's no. been a long time. Now, I, I think... That's why I'm here. I'm older than everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back and cover something real quick. And we're talking about the future and sustainability of all this. Obviously, this is going to all hinge on how well these next few movies that have definite release date do. True. Right. And, I mean, because everything that's on here, as far as released, it is has been in the works already before right. Saffron and Gunn took over, and their first ones aren't going to come out till twenty twenty five. So, right. when's the next Shazam coming out? Because I, I gotta admit, the trailer for the next Shazam does look pretty cool. March seventeenth, according to this IGN article. I'll be done. Yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much in the can, and they've already radically changed. Uh, what's his bucket's uh, Shazam outfit? So he doesn't have the glowing lightning bolt anymore, but everybody else, all the other Shazam lets do. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, uh, Zach, what's his name? He looks visibly way older in the face. Oh, okay. And that was only what, 2019 that the first one came out? Something like that, ago. yeah. Eight, it was 18 or 19. It was either late 18 or early 19. I'm telling you, the pandemic has aged us all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it has. I, um, I, go ahead. They've got some stuff listed on here. I'm just not sure. The Authority? I've never heard of that before. Oh, that's, yeah, the evil Justice League, right? Yeah. No. I yeah. mean, not. it's oh. not like they're bad guys. They're more of, I think they lean more into the anti-hero territory. Yeah, yeah. There's a Dead Boy Detectives. No idea what that is. Oh God, that that's um, member from Sandman, oh, the two oh little God. ghost boys in that's that uh, school. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, it is, and I, I think that was 
I can't remember if Neil Gaiman was writing those characters based on an existing Dead Boy Detectives or if that title came out after oh, that yeah. issue. But yeah, that was um that's that's kind of a deep uh, pull right there. They're doing another Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow it's called, and there was an interesting quote here. The new DCU will also have a new Supergirl, the one who's more angry and hard-edged than we've seen before. Did, did you read the last paragraph of that description? Like, what they say her, like, origin story is going to be? Yeah. Let me pull it up here. So it's not going to have to do with a, with, a, with a city and you have to fly through a membrane of water and go no. after some old crone with cosmetic powers or something? No. Try, trying to get a young dude to bone? <laughs> this is this is the the um end of that paragraph she was mentioning. This Supergirl is one who spent much of her early life living on a fragment of Krypton that was dislodged in the planet's destruction. What Gunn describes as a quote horrible situation where she watched everybody around her die. Unquote. I know. I was like, that's dark. My goodness, yeah. that's, that's dark. Really yeah, dark. Yeah. I'm not saying that could, no. That could be interesting. That yeah. could be interesting. It could be. We, it's funny, we always sort of like make fun of the fact that DC tries to take everything dark, but I kind of like it when they do. In this case, I yeah, think that might be a good term. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's not a character that has a dark storyline, and that could make her a little more interesting. It would probably, hopefully, would be a better movie than that one they did in the 80s with Helen Slayer. Elizabeth, do you remember that, um, that PSA comic book they gave us when we were in, I guess, middle school uh, with. Uh, Supergirl about but uh buckling oh, your seatbelt. Oh God! I vague, I, wrote, I was just thinking not that one. I was remembering because who did the Dare comics? The the resist the drug program. Oh, that was that oh, Teen man. Titans. Oh my! That was yeah, super I dark too. That. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Those were weird. <laughs> well, uh, Lefty, you were getting ready to say something a little while ago about oh gosh, what was it? Um. Well, I tell you what, I, this was, wasn't it, but I did want to mention something too. It's kind of, I know it's kind of random out of order, but we're talking about you know the properties they've dropped already. I don't know if they've dropped Black Adam out of their lineup, but it did. You know, The Rock's not going to be in any more movies as Black hmm. Adam. Hmm. How did that movie do? Not well. I think I, think, I don't. Think. I think it was mixed at best. Yeah, I remember but, a lot uh, of hype about it, and then nothing. So I that usually means it flopped, but I don't. I'm looking up the IMD rating right now just to see. Not the IMDb rating is the end all be all, but it usually gives you (laughs) kind of good idea. Sure, good benchmark. And then I mean that that and the Wonder Woman eighty four. I have not watched that movie, but I've watched enough reviews of it, and I'm like, I can't believe that movie was fucking made. Yeah, (laughs) I haven't. It really sounds it embarrassing. Well, I thought it was interesting like... that your guys' friend David, so he, what is it? He hated the first Wonder Woman movie, and he hated the second Wonder Woman movie, but he thought at least the first one, the second movie was better than the first. And my Ooh. friend Leland loved the first Wonder Woman movie and hated the second one and thought it was worse. So it's funny, they both had completely different ideas, and yet they both agreed that the movie was not good. <laughs> now, there is a Wonder Woman based TV series in development as part of this is called Paradise Lost. Yeah. Yeah. The island. The island that Catherine mentioned. On the island, yes. Yes. Yep. Is is Gal Gadot gonna be I don't I just I doubt it. I think this is gonna be a prequel. Yeah. Before she 
Comes along. Explore the Paradise Lost will explore the origins and political intrigue of Diana's home. The series is billed as the DC equivalent of Game of Thrones. Oh God, it's not necessarily a good selling point. Yeah, don't don't do that. No, 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 no. It's the story of how Paradise Island gets their first Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) Black Adam, by the way, got a six point four on IMDb, which is like very middle of the road. You know, it's not horrible, but. I, I always figure if something didn't get at least a seven, there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm about it. Yeah. I just didn't hear anything about it once it came out. It was just, it was released yeah. and then nothing. Yeah. I mean, it I hit HBO Max pretty damn fast. I will say that. <laughs> well, it's hard to tell nowadays in this streaming world that we're in. I mean, we just recently watched um, Glass Onion and I think Netflix might be starting to realize how much more money they would have made if they'd left the theaters instead of moving it directly Mm -hmm. to streaming but it's just sort of nobody really knows the best way to handle all this because streaming is fast and people will pay for memberships but you get more money from the theaters so well that's a whole nother discussion there oh Oh, yeah oh Oh, exactly because i mean oh my getting people back into the theater that is a whole other episode right there i mean i guess people are going but I don't think they're going to be flocking to a lot of these DC movies, though. I think the Joker, and I, I'm going to go. I'm going to say Aquaman just because the first one did so well. But I think that and the Joker movie will probably do the best out of all of them. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's champing at the bit for Booster Gold? For God's sake! <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. How many people even know who that character is outside of like comic fans? Yeah, right. really. You know, ask Joe Normal. Said, "You, you ever hear of Booster Gold?" And they're like. Is that a drag show? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. They do have a, a lot of the DC fans do tend to be kind of the the rabid type of nerd bros. Um, maybe that's who they're trying to appeal to. They're just like, because those guys, the ones who are like so completely passionate about these properties, they're the ones who are going to IMDb and um, what is it? Review bombing something before the movie even comes out. So maybe it's reactionary to that. But how many people... I mean, percentage of the population would that be? Because you're going to try to get, I mean, I would think you would try to get more of a generic, make a generic, as a generic movie as possible Mm. to draw more people in. I would think so too, but I certainly don't know how they're making their decisions over there. Right, right. Exactly. I just, I just find it interesting. Well, this is definitely something we'll have to keep an eye on to see how this goes. Did you guys all watch the Sandman TV series? I have not. Oh, yeah. we're about midway it's through excellent. it still. It's yeah, excellent. it's very good. I'm glad that it got greenlit for the second season. Yeah, I would say so the second good. season is, uh, is is listed at the bottom of this list of properties here. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, that could be good. And is it is it a Swamp Thing movie or a Swamp Thing it's TV series? It's supposed that to be a movie, about? as I yeah. understand it. Yeah. Because yes. we watched the... Um, Oh, one of the doofier ones, the Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, the uh, the sequel. If you saw, yeah, if you saw Adrian Barbo's boobs, that was the first one. If you didn't, that was the second one. Yeah, this was the one with Heather Locklear. This is the second one. one. Second one. Rift Tracks did it live last year, so that's the only reason we saw it. (laughs) Yeah, I I, because I loved Alan Moore his run on Swamp Thing. And if someone wants to try to do that, I would, I there would definitely was, be on I board. don't know if it was HBO or Cinemax or who, but there was a, I want to say in the 90s, maybe even early 2000s, there was a Swamp Thing cable series. I think there was. 
Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. We watched that. I don't that. remember much about it. We used it. to watch that on a regular basis. It was probably really bad, yeah. but my in my memory, we enjoyed well, here's, it. Here's the here's what the IGN article has to say. Swamp Thing may not have found much success on the short-lived DC Universe app, which must have been short-lived because I never heard of it before. Mm. <laughs> but DC is still betting big on this lumbering monster for their new cinematic universe, the Swamp. And they misspelled Swamp, S-W-M-P. The Swamp <laughs> Thing movie will explore the dark origins of Alex Holland's monstrous alter ego. I'm sorry. All that's running through my head right now is, I am so smart. I mean, <laughs> now that sounds like they could be basing it off of what Alan Moore did with the character back in the 80s. I, I doubt it. I doubt they would be that smart, but, you know. Probably not, but I don't know. I would like to see out of all that, that'd probably be the one I'd like to see the most. Because I love always loved Swamp Thing as a kid. So I it's just it feels like we there's just they've put a lot of work into this. They're investing a lot into James Gunn to be the DC's version of Feige. Mm -hmm. But and you know, and we're looking at all these titles and, and whatnot, and and I'm kind of sensing from the group here a collective meh. Yeah. But Here's oh, the yeah. thing. Can anyone name a a recent DC property that they that they actually liked? I'll go first. I actually like Doom Patrol. I heard good things about it. Like several people. It was another one of those. It kind of was better than it had any right to be. That's what I heard. Yeah, I, exactly. I think it will surprise you. And it makes surprisingly good use of of a well-cast Brendan Fraser as Robot Man. Yeah, I remember hearing that too, yeah. It's like if the X-Men were so dysfunctional that they were constantly on Jerry Springer, but it works. <laughs> nice. Because they're that dysfunctional. But It almost sounded a lot like the, um, it's the DC Universe's version of the Umbrella Academy. I don't know enough about that there. Oh, yeah, I don't know enough I, about that one to comment. It's, never yeah, mind. It's, here. it's too much in the hopper. Wow. Too much into Q. Nerd. Nerd. Sorry. Sorry. See, this is why, this hey, is why we're bringing y'all in. This is why we're bringing y'all in to like bring us up to date on shit. So. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're all stuck back in 1978. So. Yeah. So when you talked about recent properties, do you mean TV movies or do you mean like, I mean, because I don't read a lot of recent DC comic books because they just haven't really grabbed me in. I'm going to say let's put it out on the audiovisual medium. Okay. All right. Because by the way, talking, just, we're, we, we've spent the whole episode talking about that type of adaptation. Sure. Of the work anyway. Right. Just, just shoehorn it in. The Far Sector series that they did a couple of years ago was really excellent. So if anybody wants to read. I finished fun? reading that. I finished yeah, reading that. that. It was so fun. But most yes, of that is because that. the art is so good. That's hard to translate that into a TV show. Well, the Green Lantern Corps is just such a wonderful framing device because you can just have anybody. Anybody can be a member of Green Lantern. So you just like all of these different planets are completely opened up to this storyline. Poncho, what was the IGN article? What did they say about the upcoming Lantern? Yeah, part? I was just about to say that there is a Lantern's TV series in development. Let me find that part of the article here. Oh, it's a very bottom thing. We're hopefully getting, finally getting that off prosmlid. Let me spell that too. Gracious. Gracious. IGN spell checker. Oh uh, man, God. We're hopefully <laughs> finally getting that off prom sled green green lantern show. 
Lanterns is a high-concept detective <laughs> drama in the vein of True Detective. The series revolves around Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. It's unclear if this series is at all connected to the Green Lantern Corps show that Greg Berlanti was executive producing for HBO Max. Interesting. Yeah. Well, talking about DC properties and the audiovisual, the only one I can think of at this point was the first Wonder Woman movie, which I yeah. really did enjoy. I liked the casting. Yes. I liked the music. I liked the action scenes. I thought some of the story was a little <laughs> thin, like the, the the reveal of who was actually right. the, the big bad right. in all of that. Which I saw yeah. coming. But, you know, I, I really liked that. Which... Well, yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. But I mean... That's why I was so disappointed to hear that 1984 was not great. Also, because I thought that was one of the best trailers I'd ever seen was the Wonder Woman 1984 trailer. I loved that. I'm going to echo what she said, because I'm going to be honest. That's the only DC property been out in the last 15 years that I've seen. And I thought it was okay. I thought Gal Gadot was really good in the role, and I thought the action scenes were good. The movie itself was just kind of, uh, it was okay. Gotcha. Anybody here watch the Gotham TV show? No. No. It was, it was so bonkers, but uh, there, was, there was a lot to love about it, but it was not. I would never say that it was good. <laughs> and there's a Gotham Knights TV show. As part uh, I of, saw that, like yes. Yeah, yeah that, that hits all the Gotham disco spots. Yep. <laughs> and they do not comment on it in this article, which is not a good sign. The yeah. other thing I wanted to ask about the article, they said Constantine 2, so they yeah. had a sequel to the movie? I don't. I was yeah. wondering that myself. I've heard rumors of they're bringing um, Keanu Reeves back, but I don't know. Mm. God. Yeah, see, I saw the first one, and I didn't think it was a great movie, but I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, mm-hmm. the effects were certainly really weird. And Tilda Swinton, you know, you bring in Tilda Swinton as an angel. Oh, really? I'm on She's excellent in anything. You can't yeah. go wrong with Tilda Swinton. All righty. Have we, have we beat this to death yet? Or is it, do anybody Sounds else like got anything so. they want to add? No, I, I have think... no more random polls to throw in. No. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I think we've said what, what we can say about it all. It's basically going to be wait and see. Yeah, I, this may be something we come back to revisit in the future. Yeah, because it is, <clears throat> excuse me, it's far enough in the future that Discovery, who is now pulling Warner's strings, uh, they might just as easily say, nah, and shit can half of this. So Yeah, yeah I wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. If the, if the first couple of movies bomb, especially bomb bad, then yeah, we're probably not going to see the rest of it. I just want to be pleasantly surprised by something. I want them. I want there to be some random ass thing that I never expected to like, and then something spurs me on to watching it, and I end up liking it. I would love that. I'm rooting for you, DC. Something like Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. You mean Doom Patrol, sir? Doom yes. Patrol. Okay. <laughs> we will try to check that out then. All right. Well, Catherine Elizabeth, thank you for being part of this. This has been a great. Thank you. Thank adventure. you. Thank you. Oh, thank very you. fun. We're going to reconvene soon over on their channel, and we're going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and what's coming up with that. So, Yeah, then you're going to get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we're really going to nerd out. Um, oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Uh, I'm assuming we'll probably just release both of these episodes at the same time. So I, I don't know when this is going to happen, but it should be sometime soon from cool. the date of this recording when we get everything done. So, <laughs> All right, well... Again, thank you all for being on, and uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, 
thank you for inviting us. Very no fun. Problem. Cool. No problem. So, all right. Well, I'm Poncho. I'm Lefty. I'm Rando. And I'm Elizabeth. I'm Catherine. <laughs> and we will talk at you soon. We'll be back over on the Binary System Podcast part channel to continue a similar discussion. So, everybody have a great one, and we'll talk to you soon. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.